What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the drop-in this week. You know, I got some amazing news walking in the studio today, and I don't, I don't even really know what to say. Uh, as you know, I get goosebumps all over my whole body. Sometimes I get teary-eyed. And I just found out the drop-in is being viewed in 29 countries. We are being viewed in 29 countries countries across the world. I cannot believe that, and I cannot thank you guys enough and thank each and every one of my guests in the first 13 shows, because today is show number 14. We have done 13 shows, and we are viewed in 29 countries. Continuous growth every single episode, and it's you guys. It's you that make this happen. The reason I'm here today, the reason I invite the awesome guests to come on the show is because of you, to inspire you all to get off your damn couch and make life happen. Not a dress rehearsal, not a dress rehearsal. We get one shot, one shot at this thing called life, and it's your decision to make it happen, to make it what you want it to be, and to imagine, imagine the perfect life and then go out and make it happen. So thank you. Again, 13 episodes, 29 countries, thousands and thousands and thousands of views. And I I just, I mean, the whole show, it, it really is gratitude. It is complete gratitude for you all for sharing it across your social network and watching this thing grow. This was a dream of mine. Somebody posted up this week. I used to do a podcast from my couch. In 2010, I started it because I couldn't walk. My hips did not work. So in 2010, I'm like, I love adrenaline. As you guys know, you've seen the opening. I get fired up. I get excited. And I love adrenaline. And I couldn't walk very well, so I had to do something. I started a podcast from my couch with my phone and my laptop as my soundboard. And that's how this whole thing really started. I did it for about five years. You can still find it out there. Underground Valley is out there. And it was interviews just like this. Interviews with people who inspire me. And a friend of mine, uh, now a friend of mine, posted up a link to it. I didn't even know it was still available. And he said I'd come to his school to speak. And he happened to have a Purple Heart shirt on. And I gave him the old wink and a nod like, heck yeah, dude. And, uh, and he just happened across my old podcast. So if these first 13 episodes don't get you fired up, which I know they will. I mean, the guests from the beginning have been phenomenal, and they're all over the map. We have an Emmy-winning TV guy to start off this season. Going to, I mean, rock stars, Hollywood stuntmen, professional skateboarders who are bodybuilders. It covers the gamut. So if one doesn't inspire you, watch the whole thing. Go to the next one. Because there's something in the first 13 episodes that will hit home. That will hit you right here and get you fired up. So thank you. Thank you so much. It, it, it has been awesome. It has been awesome and it just continues to grow. And I'm going to continue bringing the energy, bringing the guests to fire each and every one of you up. And today's show is no different. Today's show, the guy on today's show gets me fired up. We met... I don't know. We're going we're gonna to discuss that opening because I'm not even sure when we met. 
It was within the last couple, three, four years. I don't even know. But we see each other in skate parks and we talk and we have a very common view about life, about the direction. Uh, you know, I, I got him by like over two decades. I'm a little older than this young man. But we have a very... Um, it, it works. We have a cohesive kind of conversation where we're both working towards the same things, to inspire people, to be better people, to make the most of their life. And Kyle is the epitome of this show. And I say it a lot, but the guests that I invite on here, they embody what the drop-in is. And it is living life to the fullest. It, No matter what card you're dealt, uh, out of the womb. You guys all know I was fluorescent orange and I had to wear these freaking archaic leg braces for the first two years. No matter what card you're dealt, make the most of it. It doesn't matter. And Kyle is that guy. And we are going to talk a lot about that because he is reaching out to people across the world just like this show and inspiring them to get over hurdles that maybe they were dealt. And when they see people like him, like me, like you, able to deal with whatever is thrown at them and just make the most of it, just get get on with life and not sit in the corner with a pity party. And he is, is truly an inspirational guy, and I'm stoked to have him here. You know, we talked last week, and I said, what do you think about coming on the show? And he said, man, Gerald, I'd love to. I'd love to. And it was sort of a last-minute thing, and I said, you know, this Thursday would be rad. And he's like, I'm on it. Where's What time? Where do you want me? I'll be there. I'm, I'm there. And he sent me some super. His bio was just rad. It was like this long, straight to the point. <laughs> this who I am. This what I bring to the table. This is what we're going to talk about. I'm like, rock and roll. Straight to the point. No BS. No, no beating around the bush. And so um, I'm super stoked to have Kyle in studio today. But once again, I want to thank each and every one of you. You know, this uh, this started in a very strange, uh, strange manner. If you go back to the show with Paul Benzman, you know how this whole relationship started with one business card and phone calls. And and we had to hammer some things out and it worked. And it it, it is it, it's, it blows my mind when I walk in here. It was super rad to see Kyle walk in the studio because many of my guests have known me for, you know, a long time. Kyle and I only a few years, but guests have walked in that have known me 20 years and they know, like, I'm Mr. DIY punk rock guy. Like, I would do it in my basement. They don't know what they're walking into, if they're walking into a closet or what they're doing. And they walk into the NRM studios and it's just like, you know, there's uh, the awesome folks behind the glass and, and these monitors everywhere, this giant logo behind me. We're sitting across the table. It's like, wow, this is like this is like the big time, you know. And when I explain to them, it's just a conversation. It's just a conversation. That's all it is. We get to have an awesome conversation and thousands and thousands and thousands of people in 29 countries get to watch us have a conversation. And Kyle said, so basically like when we're on the deck on a ramp at the skate park. And I said, yeah, it's going to be an hour long and it's all about you. And he said, rock and roll. So again, thank you so much for being here. Make sure to share this with everybody. Let's make positivity go viral. We have enough negativity out there on social networks, on the internet. Let's make positive stuff go viral. Help each other get to the next level in life and just rule it. Rule it. That's what I want you to do with your life. So 
without too much more, again, Kyle and I have been friends a couple, three years. You know, we run into each other maybe every month, maybe every couple months. It just depends. Skateboarding all over the place. Dude is going to school. He's speaking across the country. He is a, a 23-year-old that is truly, truly taking advantage of every opportunity he has. And he has super rad, supportive parents, and just, uh, you know, we're giant magnets. Like attracts like. It's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it's not odd to me that Kyle and I are friends because we are, we attract like minded individuals. And Kyle and I have that simpatico kind of relationship. And so without too much more, I would love, I love, love to introduce you to my very good friend, Kyle Rora. How are you doing, <laughs> Kyle? Thank you for being here, man. Thanks for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, you said it wasn't too far of a drive for you to get down to the NRM studios. Yeah. Not bad, not bad. Oh, half hour, 35 minutes? Yeah, how's yeah, just, just cruising, man. Can't complain. Cool, because traffic, you know, in the summertime in southeastern Michigan, you never know where the orange barrels are popping up. Yeah, and, especially. <laughs> and Construction galore, man. Yeah, I hit a little bit on the way here, and I'm like, man, this wasn't here last week. Exactly. You know, <laughs> what's going on here? But, uh, you know, do you remember how we met? I don't really remember how or where we met. That's yeah. That's that's a great question. I remember seeing you at Modern Skate Park. I was like, oh, I don't know who that is. I see your boards on the wall, the Nemesis, like all that stuff, and I was like, oh, okay. You know, that's I didn't know who you were. And then, oh, that's Gerald Valley. Gerald, who? You see, you walk by, and all of a sudden, oh, he's gonna go skate the vert ramp. I'm like, okay, I'll you know, I'll see what happens with this. And watching you skate, I was like, truly blown away by it. Oh, frontside air, front frontside disaster, doing all this stuff. It's it's amazing, man. It was super cool. Well, thank you for the nice words. I feel that way watching you skate, you know, seeing you rip around the local parks, Ann Arbor, you destroy that park, around Modern, the way you act with the, everybody there who's around, always got a smile on your face, that, that really speaks volumes, especially in a skate park, you know, there's, there's every different walk of life there, and to see somebody smiling, having fun, and enjoying what they're doing, th that's you on a skateboard, man. Yeah. <laughs> I get asked, why do you laugh so much when you skate? I'm just, I'm on cloud nine when I'm skating, man. I have so much fun with it. Well, you, you are a very good skateboarder. You Thank make you. it look easy. And, and I have to try hard. I've had to try hard my whole <laughs> life. I, I don't know. Everybody watches and they're like, you make it look so easy. I'm like, tell my body that. You right. Know? <laughs> that next day. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I forget who it was says you need to do something. 10,000 hours to become an expert. Oh, I'm yeah. going to argue that point because I don't think I'm an expert at anything. And I know I've played hockey more than 10,000 hours. I've rode a skateboard more than 10,000 hours. I, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I've been playing drums for 20 years. I'm still learning, man. Oh, yeah. Same here. Every day. So let's talk about, you know, uh, coming up. You know, where'd you, where'd you grow up? Where were you born? How, how was, how was uh, your childhood? Childhood was interesting. Very athletic as a whole. I was uh, grew up in, well, I still live in Howell, Michigan, and uh, you know, born and raised and all that stuff. And like as a kid, it was uh, at a very young age, oh, we're gonna, you're going to you know, play soccer, you're going to play baseball. I was just a little league kid. That was like who I was. And um, that eventually evolved into basketball, to football, to hockey. I wrestled in middle school. Like that was, sports was, they had my name all over it. 
And uh, it's so funny when I hear people call me by my first name because for the first like decade of my life, it's oh oh Ruras here. Like what's going on with Rura? Like oh Kyle. Oh yeah, my name's Kyle. <laughs> I'm just not used to people calling me by that. And uh, yeah, it was just you know went to high school in Howell. Did you know everything was there, and uh, that's where I started. Uh, you know. To where I am today, basically skating and and uh, all of the above. Right on, right on. I'm I'm stoked to hear that because I grew up very similar. I I started playing hockey at four years old. I think I started playing baseball at six years old. Um, I, you know, I, I tried everything. I, I was trying everything. Yeah. Started skateboarding at 11. Uh, even tried football in seventh oh, yeah. grade. I played one year of football and I'm like this sucks like I, I didn't like going to football it, or to hockey in my football pants but I finished season and did what I had to do you know right. it, 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 it's cool that that you've done that because so many people in the skateboard world in the past it's changing it's shifting yeah but in the past so many people have uh, sort of poo-pooed like bat and ball kind of sports I think it helped me oh 100% that's why I'm able to like be so like flexible with skating, I think, and like tumbling out of tricks and being able to like save like dozens of like hospital bills. <laughs> it's because I know how to fall properly, which sounds sounds weird, but people that you know playing sports and doing all that stuff, they they totally get it. Right on. Well, before we go on too much further, um, you know this show. Like I said, opening, we're in 29 countries, man. That's I, wild. I'm yeah. blown away by that. <laughs> and we could not do what we're doing right now without our sponsors. And uh, Play at the Plate has uh, been really amazing. You know, they, they, if you're into baseball, it's a perfect segue because we're talking about bat and ball sports. I have a lot of respect for the traditional way sports have come up from baseball to football to hockey. When you watch those old videos, you see the black and white. I especially love the hockey ones. But baseball is so crazy. The gloves they wore and the rule changes. The rules were different. All that kind of stuff. But some of the historic fields are, are made available for people to go and play on. And Play at the Plate is one of those companies that you can reach out to and and uh, go play at, at some really cool fields in a very historic setting. Would you like to play some baseball? Do you still dream of playing on a major league field? Experiencing the magic of places like Field of Dreams? For 15 years, Play at the Plate has been making dreams come true. Play at the Plate offers you the chance to play ball. Join us for a lifetime experience. Go to playattheplate.org or call Scott Green at 631-255-4475. That's 631-255-4475. All right. Play at the plate. Thank you guys so much for supporting what we do because we are reaching a very wide demographic. Uh, the guests each week bring something different to the table. And there are plenty of people who are stoked on baseball and would love to be able to go out and do that. I'd love to be able to go out and play hockey at the old Olympia in Detroit, but it's gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's gone. But luckily, you know, some of the old skate parks are, are being dug up and refurbished. Uh, I've just heard the turf and... Uh, uh, Milwaukee. Uh, oh, I got no to kidding. skate it in 91, which was the second faction of the turf. And it's underneath like a freeway, and they uncovered a few of the bowls. And some people are talking oh, about wow. digging them out and resurfacing That's them. That's perfect. And, and doing that. <laughs> so it's, you know, 
with skateboarding, we get our own little play at the plate. You know, we have Kona in Florida, which is one of the oldest skate parks in the world. I found out from Bill Toko. Bill Toko was on the show a few episodes ago, and Michigan had endless summer. And at that time, Endless Summer was one of four skate parks left in the country. Michigan had one of four. It was Del Mar, uh, Kona, one other one, maybe Upland, and Endless oh, okay, Summer. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. it. That's it. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's, here we are in Michigan. It's, in it's Michigan. everywhere. We only get to skate, what, like six months a year if we're lucky? Right, right. You know, then it's indoors. <laughs> oh, yeah, all the time. But, uh... You know, in Howell, how is you know how is skateboarding? You know, because uh, a lot of people look at me sort of sideways, and I say I was one of four skateboarders in my city, and would get threatened daily because I was a punk rock skateboarder. And it has changed. I'm stoked that it has changed, where it's more accepted and people are okay with it. How was skateboarding in Howell when you started? It was very interesting. I. I had no idea. Uh, I didn't have an interest at first. I was focusing on, like, what can I do for baseball? What can I do for the sports that I was playing? And my neighbor, I'll give him a shout-out, his name's Patrick Baldwin. So he was just down, the, like, the street from me in this neighborhood, and he went to the skate shop called Skater's Advocate in downtown Howell. And he comes over all excited, and he's looking at me, and he's like, dude, I got this complete. I'm like, complete what? And he, show, he shows me the board. And uh, I just thought it was, like, the coolest thing. Because at the time... Like, my brother had a skateboard, you know, it was like the Tony Hawk, it was like from Walmart, like the wheels couldn't even do like a full rotation, it was like one of those like 10 or $15 boards, and uh, that's when I started, and it was really like a, such a unique time for me, because I was still like obsessed with baseball, obsessed with uh, football, hockey, all that stuff, and I ended up going to, it was like a, a team party uh, on my football team, and I saw this brand new skateboard in the corner. I was just like eyeing the thing down, right? And uh, my friend who on my team, his dad worked for Jones Soda. And I'm looking at the thing and it had the whole board was just a Jones. It was like the graphic, oh, generic trucks and wheels. And he's like, hey, you can have it. Like, you know, your friend Jake's not going to use it. Take it. And I was just like idolize this thing for, oh, I oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing. I just can't believe it. It was just, uh, that's when it started for me, and um, uh, just like the rest is history, really. What'd your parents have to say? Because my dad, when I picked up a skateboard, like everybody thought I was going to be in the NHL. Like they yeah. really did. I was drafted when I was 14. I was hockey, like what you were saying about baseball. Right. That was hockey in my life. Yeah. Like hockey was where it was at. Mm -hmm. Skateboarding was super fun. I loved it, but it was like I was taking my skateboard and my hockey bag when I was going on trips. Oh, you no know? kidding. <laughs> and I remember being in Sweden and playing, and I had my skateboard, and everybody's out running around the streets, and I'm skating in the subway stations, session and benches, throwing a hat That's... out, and people are giving me money for doing tricks oh, wow. on the bench. And I'm like, sweet, <laughs> I'm making some extra money. I love it. My dad's like, keep doing it, dude. Keep right. doing it. Yeah, go for it. But uh, he was always like, you know, quit doing that thing. It's hockey season. You're going to break your leg. How were your parents, you know, with, with the, the balance? They were open to it. They were like... Uh... Like my dad, like as a kid, he was like this motocross rider, and my, uh, you know, my mom was like, oh, like you know, don't get hurt, be careful, um, just like you know, don't get hurt. So you, you got to go to baseball practice later or what have you, you know. And it was, uh, I think my dad could relate because it was kind of like that, um, like the possibility of getting injured. So it was like that adrenaline rush that you get from you know riding a, a motocross or a, riding a dirt bike and then skating and all that stuff. So they were like, they're like super open to it. See, and that's rad. 
That's yeah. rad. My yeah, my psyched. mom was always super cool. Like she'd dye my mohawks and I'd like touch up her roots and stuff. Yeah. Like she was cool. <laughs> she was cool. My dad was a little bit more like the bat and ball traditionalist, you know, kind right. of thing. So the skateboard was just a you know a fad, novelty, whatever. Yeah. And um, so I, I I mean it was a nice balance. They didn't really oh, tell sure. me not to ride my skateboard, right. but it. It was just something there while I wasn't playing hockey. Exactly. You know? <laughs> something to do, simply. What position do you play in baseball? Oh, wow. I was a shortstop, mainly, and then I was also a pitcher. So I was, um, yeah, those are my favorite positions to play. I played first base briefly, and you know, I, I honestly, I played all positions. I, I was just really like obsessed with those two, uh, you know, shortstop, pitcher, and all that stuff, and something I was able to, uh, to excel in. And, uh, Gosh, I just I I did for like at least ten years. Really? And, you still uh, watch it? Oh, all the time. Big Tigers fan, Red Wings fan. I still watch all Detroit sports and uh, yeah. There's like being at like Clear University. You know, they just built this brand new ball field, and I'm like sitting there. I'm like, I miss that environment, man. <laughs> you know, it's a good time. It really I, is. I still do own uh, goalie equipment, and when oh, yeah. guys need goalies, I'll go out and play. Right. I, I'll still go out and stop <laughs> hockey pucks, and, and I still love it. I'll watch the Stanley yeah. Cup. I'll watch my Toronto Maple Leafs. I know I'm from Detroit, but I, I bleed blue and white. I, yeah. I root for the wings, but I love the Leafs. I have like 10 Toronto Maple Leafs hats and zero, zero. Red Wing hats, but it's it's all good. It's all good. I, I love I love seeing anybody uh, excel at especially with sports. You know, sports yeah. are cool. If anything's on the line, it, it, it's really fun to watch. And with skateboarding, you know, it's almost always on the line. You know, you all either make it or make it or bail. Yeah. You know, and and so in early on when you started skating, and the injuries are going to come. Oh, They're yeah. going to come. Uh, was it instant like passion, like I have to do this, or was there ever a time when you're like, you know what, I'm sick of getting hurt. I don't want to do this anymore. It was. I have like the mentality of like whatever I start, I have to finish. So I was like learning how to ollie. It was a grueling process. Shinners, like you know, walk inside and like. You know, I was like, "What happened to you?" Was like the first words out of my parents' mouth. I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's skateboarding." And once they like saw me do it again and again, and I think it was like the way that I like realized this at like a super young age. It was like skating was almost like a life lesson. Like you know, you, you fall down and you, you're cutting yourself, like cutting up your knees and all that stuff. And it's like you know, I don't want to do this. This is dumb. Like I would just stick to baseball. Like give me my glove. And then it turns into like, oh, that sensation of landing a trick. See, then there's like the life lesson. It's that persistence. It's that like that will to like just simply never give up and just it's yeah persistence at its at its finest. So yeah, that's a great analogy. I remember learning how to drop in because yeah. you know I'm old and <laughs> and when I was learning how to skate, there wasn't small ramps. Yeah, like you had to learn on a vert ramp. Sure. And oh, I yeah. limped home for like two months, and my mom would be like, "Did you make it?" Just learning how to drop in because I had never seen anybody do it. Oh yeah. And and she's like, "Did you make it?" And I'm like, "Not today." And she's like, "Maybe tomorrow." Go clean up, and you got hockey practice in an hour. And my hip is like out to here, you right. know. And and it 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 really did teach me a lot about getting back up. Sure. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, that's a a, a great point. And for you, the viewer, like uh, clip that out of the show and just put it on your phone so you can watch that. Like when you don't want to go anymore, have Kyle's quote come up as your ringer, as your ringer. When you want to <laughs> give up. Listen to that. Like, that is, mm, 
perfect, perfect, perfect. And skateboarding, uh, watching these young kids like at Modern and out at the parks, they will huck themselves downstairs for three hours to make a trick once, once, once. That's persistence because there is nothing. They're not getting paid. They're not getting any bonuses. They're not getting anything out of it. But the most important thing, and that's personal gratification and persistence. 100%. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. that is awesome. And I hope you all do. Record it. Do whatever you got to do. And remember that because, uh, you know, we're not just... It's not just a useless wooden toy. Like Kyle said, there are life lessons to be learned in anything you do, but skateboarding, it's instant. If you don't make it, you you know pretty pretty yeah, quickly. I'm sure you had the scars to prove it. Oh gosh. <laughs> Endless stuff. Uh, but you know, again, thank you so much for being here. We're here with Kyle Rura. I like that. <laughs> like uh, that should that's like a chant. Like yeah. that's so. I'm sure you've heard it your whole life. Oh like, gosh, yeah. The thing that's funny, it was like it means street rat in French. So then it was like, oh, is Kyle was like the street skateboarder, and he was like, oh, I got something to tell you. That's what it means in French. Yeah, street rat. That is so. <laughs> that is awesome. That would yeah. be my. That would have been my first tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> like street rat. They're yeah. like, what is that? That's what my last name means. I ain't getting. Yeah. Out. I'm not getting out of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's part of me. Oh man, that is cool. That is cool. Very very uh, interesting growing up in Howell, and oh, I yeah. I really do love that that you got to experience all these other things, the bat and ball sports. And, and, and with skateboarding, learning the life lessons, um, you had to overcome quite a hurdle uh, in your life. Mm -hmm. So um, let's talk about that a little bit, because I don't even really know too much about it. Sure. So I I'm going to let you carry the show for a little bit. Let's talk yeah. about that. Yeah, it was, I was, I mean, young. I mean, I still am. I'm 23. <laughs> I'm still, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm an adult, but I'm still very young. I'm and, 14. Uh, I'm just right. in this body. That's right. And uh, I, it was such like, I was in 11th grade. I was, you know, I was 17 at the time, and I was like, you know, just trying. I was that kid, just trying to figure out life. At you know, what am I gonna do after high school? All that stuff. And uh, it was really, it was just an just an average day. Just you know, Kyle's going to school type of thing. And um, I was approaching this middle school, and uh, there's there was like a, a going like a lane going forward. There's a turn lane to go into this middle school, and then like an opposing lane, and. Uh, it was absolute downpour. My wiper blades are going as fast as they possibly could go, and um, there was this lifted pickup truck that was uh, tailgating me. And he decides to fly up the turn lane of this um, where the school is at, and he ended up hitting a car at about like 60 miles an hour. And this, uh, it was like a uh, he hit. It was like a Chevy Cobalt, it was a smaller car. Mm -hmm. That in turn uh, spun out of control and hit me, and. Uh, that was when you know the lights went out. Um, I woke up with like my head on the steering wheel and like to the sight and the sound of sirens and um, like my whole driver's like window was completely blown out and uh, it was kind of like one of those like like oh am I okay like is that like I can't believe this just happened like in complete shock and um, that's when I, like the the sound like when you wake up to like the sound of like sirens and lights and all these flashing I was it was a panic and uh, that's when. Um, I somehow was like sitting in my car, and they asked me if I'm, if I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. And I was just like so like out of it, and um, I got enough like energy. I went, I I just picked up the phone. I called uh, called my mom actually, and I'm like, hey, I've been in an accident, and she showed up, and uh, I didn't have any cuts, no nothing. I was just kind of like 
just out of it, just a bit shook up, and um, took me to the hospital to check for like like a um, like internal bleeding. And, uh, and like, oh, like you're fine, you know, it's good um, to go home. Uh, you're good to go home. Obviously, you're not going to school today, so they gave me uh, some medication for the whiplash, and it was that. And like the thing with being a high schooler, like kids, just it's they're pretty. They can be cruel. That's what I'm trying to say. And it was really like the medications that were, they were giving me was make my pupils really big, and it was like, oh, Kyle's on drugs. He's doing, you know, he's doing heroin. He's doing all these types of. Um, all, you know, he's he's doing opiates, all this stuff, and then at that point, it was like self-esteem. My like thoughts against or uh, you know, towards myself were just plummeting at a very like alarming rate, and uh, like the friends that I thought I made in high school, those were like slowly started to trickle away, and um, and that was until I graduated in high school, and you know, being you know like graduated with you know high honors and all that stuff is. is I didn't. I didn't realize, or I didn't realize that it was like I had this issue. It was just kind of something that was like put on the back burner. And um, come college, I went to Lansing Community for uh, like Gen Eds, and I was just sitting there like hearing all these like the stuff that you hear about college. You're like, oh, the freshman 15, you're gonna be all stretched. You're gonna put on all this weight. And being little like Kyle, like Kyle's an athlete. That's what I've been told, like you know, by relatives and all that stuff. That's what I'm known as. And uh, in that that span of that four month you know fall semester Atlanta community, I lost almost 40 pounds, and uh, was like just gaunt, hard to look at, like just sick. And um, I finished like that fall semester, and you know come time around like uh, the spring semester coming, and like I knew that I was like on the downhill slope, but I didn't. No one really told me because I didn't like fully understand the like the big picture simply, and. Um, I went two classes or uh, two days worth of classes, and I came home and like was not feeling good. I told my dad I just um, I had a lot of negative thoughts towards myself, and um, went to like my primary care physician, and he just basically told me like like school is like not something you should be doing right now. This is like you need to you know school's going to be there. You need to take this time and you need to focus on yourself because you are not healthy. Like you rated the most severe on the depression scale there's this like the an assessment they'll give you and they'll like look over like you know how do you feel about yourself rate your anxiety how are you sleeping and what have you and um it was such like an interesting thing because i had no idea like what what was going to come of that and so like as time like when i went on went on i um got enrolled in like an outpatient program it was uh, at st joe's called huron oaks and it's like you treat it like a job it's nine to three there's other people that are dealing with similar uh, similar issues to you, and you basically just get to learn about like like the illness that you um, that you've been diagnosed. For me, it was um, I had like major depression, I had anxiety, and uh, um, I was underweight, and I didn't like fully get um, like it comes back to I didn't even know like what was happening. It was just kind of like like my train of thought was I thought I was getting healthy. That's not true at all. Oh, I'm losing weight. Right. Oh, that, oh, I'm thinking. Oh, that's supposed to be a healthy thing. It isn't to a certain degree. And um, and this was like around like February was this month that is like drilled into my brain because like at that time is when you know I was in outpatient and uh, there was a a day that 
you know, my mom comes up to me and because uh, I didn't drive because of this accident. I was taking time off from driving. Didn't want anything to do with it. I'll miss school. I don't care. It was one of those things. And um, she comes up to me. And she goes, Kyle, I can't take you today. I'm like, what do you mean you can't take me today? And uh, so I'm, I ended up driving, okay? And I am, like, white-knuckling the steering wheel. Right. And uh, it's in Ann Arbor, and it's, like, how, like, tw- like US 23 and, and 14. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to take 23 to, like, Getty's Road to, to you know, to head towards that hospital. I, uh, I, w- I couldn't get over in time, so... <laughs> So I basically just uh, go through, you know, took 14, and I got off at the next exit, and that's when, like, the panic set in. I was sweating profusely. It was, you know, there's snow on the ground. The roads are in spots. They're icy. And um, I show up to uh, outpatient, like, just, like, you know, they're like, just get in there. Go talk to your doctor. And um, and it was just like, oh, I'm looking over like your chart and like what how you're feeling about yourself. It was like rating like suicidal ideation, depression, anxiety, and um, it turned out to be like like you're not well, and uh, we're gonna have to you know take this next level of care. And at that point, um, I basically I don't want to do this. I don't like I don't want to do like I'm not a fan of going into the hospital. I don't care. Like I, I'm not doing this. And that they labeled it as a, like a mental breakdown because I was screaming. I was like. I'm not like no, I don't care, and you can you're gonna have to force me in there, and uh, so I ended up going inpatient, and uh, like being like in the hospital and all that stuff was like, it's a locked a locked unit, and it's um, it really has like a like a lot of um, misperception, meaning like when people say like a psych ward, they think of like straight jackets and padded walls, and that's like TV stuff. The reality is, it's just like. And I, when I go and talk about this, it, it reminds me of like a Hampton Inn with like a conference room in the middle, <laughs> <laughs> and like it's just you know just a bunch of rooms. I have my own room, which was amazing, and it was um, I had like this whole line of nurses who were like the best care that I could possibly receive. I had it, and um, at that point, and like as like the days progressed uh, of me being impatient, I was. Uh, um, I was diagnosed with anorexia nervosa and uh, major depressive disorder. I had PTSD from the car accident and like a whole uh, like plethora of other diagnoses. And um, it was su- it's such it's so hard to like capture what it was like being in there because something new happened every single day. It was like the people you would meet. Like my routine was I wake up, you know, I would I would go to like you know group therapy and you know talk out how you're feeling and. Um, and I was put on medication to help, which, you know, it was great because it stabilized me. And um, at that point, it was such, like, a hard, like, thing to, like, realize. Like, I'm in a psych ward right now. I was, like, you know, I was skating, like, a week before. I was, you know, I thought that I was healthy. And all of a sudden, it was just, like, out of nowhere, like, you're sick. This is where you're going. And you need to get attention now because um, the the health that I was in and, like, my overall, like, um, how skinny I was, it was like, the doctor came in and he like simply told me like at the rate that you're going, um, you're like you're not going to see your next birthday with how fast uh, you're losing weight. Like this isn't going to happen. Like this, no. You're a pretty pretty fit, slim guy. As long as I've known you, I yeah, can't imagine yeah. you you losing like five pounds. Like I, right. would, it would be yeah. obvious if you lost like a little bit of weight. Right. And um, yeah, exactly. And it was just. Wow, it was just so like amazing to see like 
other people that dealt with the same issues that I had and be like, basically sit in the room like nodding. You're like, oh, yeah, me too. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it was. And um, like a typical stay in inpatient is five to ten days. It's nothing like um, they just they attack like you know the root of the uh, the root of the issue, so to speak, and then they have you like um, you know go back to outpatient and just seek um, very attentive um, care. And um, I was at a like at a point where like I didn't want to like be in the hospital anymore. Like I was just like so fed up with dealing with what I was diagnosed with, and it took like went to a point where. Um, like I attempted suicide in the hospital, and uh, like the nurse came in, and um, it was really like um, I don't even know like how you describe it. She just came in. She's like, "You're not doing this. You know, I'm gonna be. There's gonna be a nurse with you um, all night, and when you sleep, and all that stuff." And that like prolonged my stay for another uh, 20 days or so. And I was in a inpatient at St. Joe's for a solid month, and um, wow, it was such an experience. It really was. Just learning about like just who you are simply with all like the stuff that they've uh, you've been diagnosed. And this is like three years ago. 2015. Yeah. yeah. Like three, four years ago. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, that's pretty wild. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I yeah. can't even imagine uh, y- you like that. I I can't. You know I uh, on a on a show down the road I'm gonna break down my personal journey a little bit but yeah. sort of similar sort right. of similar like people can't imagine you know I make no bones about it that I'm a recovered alcoholic and um, and people are like I can't even imagine you like that I Ex- can't imagine yeah. you yeah. you know crawling up the stairs and not being able to walk or you know in right. I spent a, a few different stints in in some high end rehab facilities and so I can relate a little bit but. Yeah. I can't imagine you not high energy. And yeah. Again, yeah, for you, the viewer, this is three years ago. This is three years ago. He uh, was really at a dead end, enough to to maybe take his own life. And and now uh, I'm so fortunate. And even I mean, I knew a little bit about your story, but yeah. I'm even oh, more yeah. honored that you're here with us to talk about it. Um, so what happened when you got out of there? Oh, that was a special day. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it was like so funny. Like, and we can laugh. That's yeah. freaking awesome. Because <laughs> I'm on the verge of tears. And yeah. We're laughing. <laughs> so I uh, like those last couple of days when I got the like the nurse came to me or like my doctor in the hospital like, hey, you're getting out. On you know, it was uh, March 10th. I got out and. Uh, Oh my God! That's like that like number is like drilled into me because you know my parents would visit me every single day in the hospital every day. No, oh I got to drive all the way from Detroit or no, no excuse. They were there every single day, and um, they're like, all right, where do you want to go? We're gonna go. Um, we're gonna get some dinner here. They're like, like what do you like? Oh, you know, being from like an Italian Polish type of family, I like Olive Garden, so that's where we went. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like sitting in the restaurant, and I was like so like taken aback by it because I've been like in this this like this like this bubble of like nurses come and check on me every day, like you know how's Kyle doing and all this stuff, and now I'm in society, and it was just like I was doing a lot of like looking around and stuff, like I couldn't believe where I was, and uh, ordered food, and it was just like you know I like looked up from like I was you know, like forking through some salmon. And I look up at my mom, and she's got like this tear that's like rolling down her. She's like, you know, like, oh, my son's back. And um, that was like, that's such a special day because that's what 
started the recovery to like who like who I am today as a whole. And um, like the following week, I went back to that outpatient program and I completed. It was another two, about two and a half weeks of uh, of that type of therapy, that treatment, and um, like I found the right medication that worked for me. And uh, that's such a, like it can be such a difficult thing because people get put on so many different things to help them and like the big thing that I say to people is like like it comes back to persistence either you say what you know tell your doctor this doesn't work for me I don't like how I'm feeling on this tell them that's what I did and um, I found like something that works for me and it's been yeah it's great now I, I'm I'm no, like I'm back to like my healthy self from that little kid, you know, swinging the bait, little t-ball bat. That's yeah, that's this guy now. <laughs> well, it's huge, you know. We through skateboarding, you know, you talked about the life lessons, right? And um, to be able to overcome what you have, there is not one thing in the world you can't do. It, nothing to be able to get that. through what you got through. Yeah. And to be here today to talk about it openly, yeah, to be able to uh, do what you do with Nami and 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 reach other people and say yes, you can make it through. Right. That's that's such a mature decision on your part. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, to not just sit in a corner and, and yeah. just say I made it through. I don't want to talk about it. Don't want to touch that. That's sore. It hurts me. Yeah. I don't want to do it. Right. So, whew, I, <laughs> seriously, are yeah. you guys like feeling this? It's incredible, incredible. So, talk about Nami because uh, how did you get involved with that, and how did you start speaking out so that other people know that they can make it through? Oh man, this is come back to Lansing Community College. <laughs> so, like. There's, I had an environmental science class, and uh, at the beginning of each, well, at the, about the first week of uh, class, I would sit um, kind of in, like in the back of the room and like not really knowing, like, you know, here I am back at school again after everything that happened, really trying to like adjust to like being back and you know in the swing of things. And um, she held up like uh, my teacher held up these cards, and it was uh, like like little quotes on like uh, like affirmations, and it was. Um, Things like, you know, college is, um, it can be a very stressful time. You know, that's why, you know, depression, anxiety, um, like suicide is common. Not common, but it's a, uh, it's been ongoing amongst college students for quite some time. And like it offered just like a, like a 1-800 number to call, like, you know, or like just simple things to remind yourself of like what you're doing for yourself in terms of getting an education and how the possibility of that taking a toll on your health. And, um... Yeah, it was. That's why like, I was just back in action simply, and like you know, I finished the semester, and I was like, kind of like, okay, like there's something there. <laughs> you got to figure this out. I went up to her, and I kind of I gave her like a little like snippet of what I just told you, and um, not just me. You didn't just tell me. Yeah, <laughs> our viewers. That's very right. Good taste. Yeah, and um, I was like, you know. How can I get involved in this? Because uh, you know I have a relative that does something similar, and um, like I want to do this. I want to help people. I just got like this spark in me. I'm like I need to do something because I know I'm not the only one dealing with this. And so uh, she's like, Yeah, okay, I'll connect you with that. We'll get you trained. We'll get you like um, we'll get you speaking like ASAP. When do you want to do this? 
And so I trained at like this. Uh, it was a Livonia Detroit Marriott, and uh, got like training, and it was just like a like a room full of, like nurses. There's parents. There's all this stuff, and then I come walking in, just like this, you know, just as at the time I was to, like 21, 22, and um, so yeah, long that's, ago. That's so long ago. Oh, ages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's so funny. I just feel like you know, an old soul sometimes because I listen to like Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra, and I come back like, oh, like time flies. I'm already, I'm 23. I'll be 24 in January. Like, and it's funny to think about, but. Uh, yeah, that's like kind of how it all started. And like when I went first went on like stage and all that stuff, like I, I, I didn't know like how to like create like this seamless story. It was really like a um, like trial and error. Like you, I was being like learning how to read the crowd and like learning like where these people were coming from. They had kids that were suicidal. They had you know they lost a kid to suicide. They had a relative that deals with depression, anxiety, what have you, and. Um, that was that was the start of just such like i love doing this i absolutely love it it's it's like euphoria at its finest and um when you like when i say something that like you know it lights a spark in someone's eye and i see that from you know like looking out into the audience that sole reason is why i do what i do it's the reason why i get out of every get out of bed every morning it it's the reason why like i get such fulfillment out of it it's because of that like if someone comes up to me and it says like your story inspired me to get treated for an eating disorder, to get treated for you know, or to seek help, go to a therapist, you know, help with like depression, anxiety, then like I've done my job and then some. It feels like and uh, I yeah, I couldn't be happier about it. I'm absolutely thrilled to do it and uh, I hope to continue uh, to do it uh, some more. Right on. Well, if folks watching. Um uh, let them know what NAMI is and how they can look up more information about it. Yeah, so NAMI is uh, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and uh, like a, you can learn more about it. There's uh, they're all over social media, Instagram, Twitter. Um, they do have a website, which is just nami.org, and uh, it has a whole, uh, the site of uh, where um, you can get like support groups, um, like diseases in terms of like not diseases, but um, like what depression is, anxiety, just like a whole list of like. Um, some symptoms, uh, symptoms of that stuff. Yep, exactly, and uh, like how you can get support for it, and uh, as well as like volunteering. Like, there's parents that like, hey, like my kid's been dealing with this, or they may have lost a child, and that's the reason why, you know, they're in there like wanting to volunteer to help other parents. It's very like moving, and it's very powerful. Like what this organization does, and uh, yeah, it's just it's such a great thing to be a part of. More people should do it, in my opinion. Yeah, and to to uh, your point, you know what's rad about you know the the rundown of symptoms is yeah. is I know people, myself included. You know, I I dealt with some things in my twenties and thirties, and and um, and if I would have looked at symptoms, yeah, it might have been a little bit easier to deal with because I just thought I was going through normal stuff. You yeah. Know, that when I went home at night and I woke up in the morning and and told my mom I woke up again and wish I didn't. Yeah. I, I thought that was just normal. Right. And, and, yeah. And I love what you're doing is saying, you know what? If you're having a hard time, reach out. You know, yeah. you, there might be an easier way to get through this 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 hiccup in your life, if you will. Yeah. Or it it might end up being a mountain in your life if you don't exactly. address it. And exactly. Exactly. So, uh, wow. Wow. Wow, to know you today. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, I am a lucky, lucky person. Everybody here in the studio is lucky to, to see you walk in the door today. Um, 
Wow, thank you again for being uh-huh. here. We're, we're sitting here with my man Kyle, and that story, you need to re- rewind it, rewrite it, watch it again, share it with people, because so many folks out there are, are going through things, maybe they don't have to. Maybe there's a, 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 maybe not necessarily an easier route, but a route of understanding. And of under, to, to know what they're going through. And you're the second person in the last week. I'm not a huge fan of pharmaceuticals at all. Sure. I think they're overused and sure. overdone. Yeah. The second person in the last week that uh, a young, this young boy that lives next door, and oh, he, sure. he's pretty wild. And his mom <laughs> was telling me they kept testing it and figuring out what works. Yeah. And she's like, he's back to who he was. That's, yeah. They found out what works and he's back to who he was. And, um, and so that's rad. I'm so yeah, it's, lucky. It's it's so amazing to see that and to hear that. It's just, it's fulfilling to say the least. Yeah, stoked that you put in the effort. And your parents, kudos oh, to your parents. Yeah, man. you know they're happy about where I'm at today. It's uh no, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you, thank you again for coming in today and talking with us about it. And now let's move on to a little bit of cheerier time because rad. you're doing some <laughs> freaking rad stuff on your skateboard with thank a positive you. seed. Oh and gosh. And Christiana, um, yeah. Let's talk about a positive seed a little bit. You guys been to Chicago, House of Vans. I mean, oh, they're yeah. doing some rad stuff. Yeah. So that was like. I like coming back to the whole, um, excuse me, like the street rat thing. I wanted to start a brand, like doing positivity and doing like talking on like mental health and all that stuff. I go to Modern one day and uh, I'm like laughing when I'm skating, like I always am, and just having a blast. And uh, I see like, you know, this, this girl was skating and she was, uh, had like a, an apposite shirt. Like, oh, like, oh, like, what is that? And uh, I was just skating the mini ramp and she came up and introduced herself. She's like, hi, my name's Christiana. I have this company like a positive seed and it's just like oh hold on a minute I was gonna start this company and now like it's like this sign that I need to like do something here and uh, that was like how it all started for me and like it started with like you know like do you see like the little like the the positive seed sticker the little root and all that stuff like the seed is being planted so to speak it's spreading positivity it's the idea behind it is, so well, since there's so much negativity going on in the world and it's such an abundance, the fact that we're doing something of like spreading awareness through skateboarding and bringing a positive outlet through affirmations on Instagram, through positivity in terms of like how you treat one another, that aspect is why I'm like so thrilled to be a part of it. And that's like the reason why like traveling and getting to see other cities and seeing like, like skateboarders and just something that I've noticed, um, they, everyone has a story, everybody, at a skate park. There's not a single person like, oh, you know, just average day, and just here and just kind of have some fun. Everybody has a story. And, um, like, going to House of Vans in Chicago, going and skating with, like, a, like the equivalent of a positive seed in Toronto known as, like, Impact, bringing a community together, having fun, skateboarding, like, just having, like, how do I say this? <laughs> just basically, just like being cheerful of each other, seeing like how cool it is that you're you're a skateboarder, you're having fun. Like, it's not nothing negative that comes from it. And uh, 
yeah, it's just it's so much fun to be a part of it. Yeah, and and I have positive seed stickers on most of my boards. Christiana yeah. Smith oh, yeah. is awesome. You yeah, can she's check incredible. Out a, yeah, you can check out a positive seed. I know on Instagram it's a, a positive seed. That's you right. Can, yeah. You can really follow them. I get stoked when I see see uh, likes from a positive seed on my stuff. Oh yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's cool because we are on the same level. Yeah, brightens my day. I'll tell you what. <laughs> And what what we're doing uh, downriver with dropping downriver and and building a skate park, uh, it's the camaraderie, it's the positivity, exactly. it's not the useless wooden toy in the corner with uh, you know cut off leather jackets <laughs> and, and and destroying all your architecture. Right. There are lifelong friendships and bonds being built yeah. at skateboard parks and through skateboarding, mm-hmm. and it's rad to to hear about the Toronto group who's doing something very similar. Yeah. And I think if we scoured every major city in the country, we would find common consciousness, like-minded individuals exactly. attracting yeah. each other. Uh, it, it, it's super rad. And I know Christiana, she's heading back out west. Yeah, um, I am. And uh, good for her. Yeah, it's yeah, it's amazing what she's doing in skating. It's uh, like doing a lot of stuff with uh, women skateboarding and like girl sessions and uh that's just like one hat, so to speak, that a positive seed wears for uh, like the community. It's it's inspiring to say the least. Well, it's rad to see some of the younger ladies around the skate parks yeah, rocking their positive seed yeah, stuff. No, you know? it's awesome. I, I love when I uh, see somebody flip up their board and they have that sticker on there because I'm like, yeah, I'm on that too. Yeah, you know, it's I a timeless it. logo. I love it. Yeah. I'm like obsessed with it. I really am. Yeah, and I know. Um, she is uh, really a great ambassador, especially, yeah. uh, I know she just coming off an injury, and she's showing her videos in, in, in rehab. She goes to Detroit Physical Therapy, the same place I go. Oh, no kidding. And uh, <laughs> and we got another skateboarder in there. When, it, when you go to their place, they have a skateboard deck in the gym. Like, you oh, train nice. on a deck. Like That's When perfect. I'm jumping up and down on stuff, I'm jumping onto a skateboard. That's Not perfect. just, it, it's pretty cool. Um, but, dude, dude, dude. This story is is it's it's blowing me away, you know. <laughs> and I knew, I know you again just from the last couple of years. Yeah. Just always yeah. smiling, positivity. You know, we talk about Purple Heart. We talk about doing different things together, sharing a stage together. Oh, I'd love and to. Our philosophies are are so on point yeah like uh, we had the same common goal this show the drop-in right uh, what you just said could be a, a psa for the show because that's what i'm promoting positivity through uh, you know uh, skateboarding and punk rock and, and the diy mentality and trying everything with life your sports story yeah. overcoming <laughs> what you've come overcome uh, wanting to reach out and touch more people yeah and and let them know you can get over this and then with a positive seed it all all comes together what do you see happening next man that's a great question <laughs> i know that like sessions are going to keep happening i know that uh just going to keep like a strong social media presence because there's just so much chaos i mean i mean it seems like there always has been and going on in the world there's so much negativity and like the thing that i've noticed is like positivity it, like it annoys people doesn't cost anything. It doesn't. It's right. It's free. You can do it. Like you know, to the person sitting next to you, just being like a just someone to talk to, being nice. That's not something like it's almost like like social media is like a good example. Like you see the stuff that like comments of like on a video or stuff like 
some of the most like horrific things I've ever seen people like a human being would say to someone else and um, like the whole thing of like why I decided to join a positive was to like you know spread awareness that you can have like a happy life despite struggles despite what you're going through and to using skateboarding as an outlet to like put that up on a platform for people to to enjoy and not to have to worry about all like the uh, the stuff that's going on around them and uh, like the big thing that I learned from like from traveling and like my limited travel life so to speak uh, <laughs> is like like the ROI of like your happiness and the way I see it is predicated on what you do and who you spend your time with what you do skateboarding whether that's uh, you know we're, that's not the only sport that you and I do and other people that are watching whatever whatever gives you energy whatever gives you drive that's what you should you should spend your time on and that's the reason why like skateboarding is so um, impactful in my life because it gives me drive it gives me that satisfaction and that like that happiness that is so hard to like to find elsewhere and um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I well, I, I I always like to reflect on the law of reciprocity, and and right. you are a poster child for the law of reciprocity <laughs> because uh, you know when you're walking anywhere, skating anywhere, doing whatever you're doing, you smile. Somebody else has to smile. That's right. Most yep. of the time, they're gonna smile back. If you got your a furrowed brow, your hands in your pockets, and you're pissed off, right? You're probably gonna get that back. Yeah. You know, and and, and uh, you really, if you look up law of reciprocity and and the happiness end, you'll see Kyle's face. Um, work. Uh, these hours go so fast, dude. Yes, like, they do. I think every guest that I've had on the show, I'm yeah. like, we got to do round two. Yeah. You know, because we get to the end of the hour. Yeah. Uh, Angel just showed me you got two minutes, and oh, that wow. was a minute and a half ago. Like we're coming down to the end of it but um if, if folks want to follow you on social media yeah uh, how do they get a hold of you how can they follow you uh so i'm most active on facebook and instagram it's just my name it's a uh, at kyle rura spell it out for him it's a uh, first name kyle k-y-l-e it's like the most generic name in the baby book as they say <laughs> and your last name is totally not it's not yeah <laughs> Street it's rap. uh it's r-u-e-r-a-t and uh yeah it's a lot of skateboarding a lot of positivity a lot of uh kind of what i'm doing with uh NAMI and um, try to just spread awareness, have some fun. Right on. Well, thank you again for taking an hour to come down and spend with us here at the NRM Studios. I, I'm yeah. so stoked. I'm blown away. It's like, my pleasure. I know you saw the tears in my eyes because that's yeah. that's emotional stuff, man. Yeah. And and I can relate. And I think every single viewer we got out there can relate to to something in today's show. So Absolutely. thank you very much. Yeah, it was my pleasure, girl. Thank I want to thank you guys for watching the show and and tune in. Every single week is something different comes to the table and will inspire you. I guarantee it. Uh, so thank you for tuning in today. Share it with everybody that will make a difference. I am Gerald Valley, and this has been The Drop-In. <laughs>